right. One more guest I have on Get the Funk Out is Phil Hessler. He's producer of the documentary Far From Home. He's joining me. The film just debuted at the Newport Beach Film Festival. Hi, Phil. Hey, how's it going? Good. Thanks for calling in. you got a really cool film. Thank you very much. Yeah, and thanks so much for having me on there. Oh, you're so welcome. Tell me about, for people that don't know about the film, could you describe it? Yeah, so the film tells the story of one of my closest friends and someone who I've now come to look at as my brother, whose name is Bro Mweje, who immigrated here from Uganda when he was 12 years old and uh, is now on a path to become the first snowboarder to ever represent an African country in the Winter Olympics awesome. in 2018, while at the same time uh, pursuing a career in medicine as a surgeon. Incredible. How did you, yeah, two, yeah. How did you two meet? Uh, so I met Brolin actually two days after he emigrated uh, from Uganda to the States, just outside of Boston, Massachusetts. He enrolled in uh, my fifth grade class. Oh. That's where I met him on his first day. Was he really shy, or is he not, was he outgoing? Oh, yeah, he was uh, super shy at first, totally uh, a fish out of water. I mean, he could barely speak English, and those first few, few years were, uh, were really tough for him. His mom actually left Uganda when he was two years old and came to the States, to Boston, uh-huh. and it took her 10 years to bring Brolin over, so he was like 12 years old coming over here and really meeting his mom for the oh. first time. Oh, that's tough. <laughs> And the whole, how did he get into snowboarding? I saw a clip, his mom saying, what, you couldn't have done basketball? I mean, why, yeah. why snowboarding? So Brolin's first friend that he made in the States was, uh, was a big snowboarder and skateboarder and uh, a mutual friend of ours. Mm-hmm. And he introduced Brolin to snowboarding. And I think what snowboarding provided was really a, uh, a bridge to assimilate into American culture is really the first time where he felt like he belonged and he felt like, you know, he had friends because he was felt so out of place at school and was the victim of a lot of bullying and snowboarding oh, really awful. became an escape yes. uh, in Massachusetts, as unlikely as it is. Yeah. I, I lived in Brookline yeah. for 10 years, so I know I know the uh, the area. And it's, it is in the wintertime. That's what people do. They go skiing, snowboarding. So what a great thing. And then also how... You know, how did he develop his interest in medicine? Yeah, so he's been interested in medicine ever since I can remember. You know, as a as a young kid in Uganda, his father really instilled in him the uh, for him to be extremely serious and disciplined about education. And education was really a means to escape mm-hmm. and a better life, and that you have to have a profession in order to be successful. And he excelled at math and science from a young age, and decided, you know, he was going to become a doctor. And then what happened, actually, and what, what we go into in the film is when he came to the States, he ends up um, sort of getting kicked out of his mom's house and just living on the couches of different local families in the area. He gets brought in by one family, and the father is diagnosed with brain cancer and a year oh. later dies, unfortunately. Oh, then that's he um, that's when he moves in with me, and we move out to, uh, to Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Mm-hmm. And then my dad is actually diagnosed with brain cancer as well, right after he moves into our household. So Brolin really sees, you know, these two father figures in his life uh, battle with this life-threatening disease. Um, And I think that instilled a sense of wanting to give back as well. And then what ends up happening is, thankfully, my dad survived. Mm -hmm. uh, But Brolin ends up working under the head neuro-oncologist at Massachusetts General Hospital who saved my dad from cancer. 
So it's a oh, very interesting set of circumstances. I have chills. That is an incredible <laughs> story. Yeah, oh. yeah. I was looking at the team behind this film. So what was it like putting this whole film together? Well, um, it started out, you know, very small. We were 18, 19 years old when we first came up with the, this idea. Mm-hmm. And we were really just, at first, going to do more of a snowboard-focused film. Um, like there are so many. And then what yeah. ended up happening is in October of 2012, through, uh, through a set of circumstances, we got flown out to L.A. and met with the head of a production company out there, Parking Lot Productions. Uh, the guy who runs it, Kip Perry, he's been doing TV series, documentary work for PBS, for Discovery Channel, Matt Geo, okay. for over 25 years. And we told him the story, and he was immediately blown away and said, don't make this just another snowboard film. You guys have so much more here. Right. Um, know what you lose if you take this small. So he signed on to become our executive producer on the project, and that kind of initiated two years of us going out and you know raising all the money to tell this story, traveling to four continents, shooting over 400 hours of footage, mm. and uh, two years later having this film, going to all these film festivals. And, uh, and premiering it. And congratulations. It's because, what a film. Now, what did Roland think when he, you said, you know, let's make a film about you? <laughs> was he like, no? Uh, well, it was actually his idea at first. Oh, good. Um, funny enough. Good. Because he was, he was working at Mass General, mm-hmm. and all the doctors he was working for started hearing his story. And they said, Roland, one day you should, uh, you should write a book. Yes, And then when he came back to school that September in, in 2012, and then I talked, and we decided, let's figure out a way to, uh, to make a movie instead. Mm-hmm. And I don't think he really knew, you know, where it was going at first or kind of the scale that it was going to be. And, and we didn't either, but it really, you know, became this, this catalyst and this launching point for, for Brolin to make these Olympic dreams a reality. It's amazing. Now, where is he in the process of training and also, you know, becoming a doctor? Yeah, so right now, Uganda has agreed to become a member of FIS, which is the uh, International Skiing Federation that every country needs to be a part of Great. in order for them to have a representative to ride in the Olympics. And this year, Brom is focusing on qualifying for a World Cup. So the Olympic qualifying period is between uh, June 2016 to January uh, 2018, so it's about a year and a half. So he needs to qualify for a World Cup this year. Okay. Then the following winter, he needs to get top 30 in a World Cup to be able to ride in the Olympics. No pressure. <laughs> yeah, no pressure. No pressure. And is he <laughs> yeah. working at Mass General right now? Um, so he's actually not he, right now. He's actually in Thailand, mm-hmm. uh, working in clinics uh, in villages in villages there. But he actually stopped working at Mass General to focus um, 100% of his time on snowboarding. He okay. graduates, finishes his undergrad degree uh, this December, and then he wants to go to med school after the Olympics. He is unbelievable. I mean, this is <laughs> really, what a story. I'm so glad that you guys made this film because he is so unique. What do they think of him in Uganda? I mean, I know he must be like this rock star. Yeah, it's, it was really funny when we were there. Um, we had random people coming up to him on the streets and, you know, saying they, they saw him on TV and mm-hmm. asking him about snowboarding. I mean, 
we held a press conference that I just broadcasted to 14 African countries where he, you know, revealed wow. his, uh, his aspirations to snowboard in the Olympics for Uganda. So it was really incredible to see all the support that came around Brolin. And it. then it was also pretty funny to go meet with all these Olympic officials and explain to them what <laughs> snowboarding is because right. they've never seen it before. Of course. Now, is his mom in the States now, or did she, is she back in Uganda? No, his mom is still in the States, in Massachusetts, but okay. his father uh, is in Uganda. Okay. And when we went back, Brolin actually hadn't seen his father in over 10 years, so or talk to him, so that was pretty crazy. Unbelievable. Now, people can watch yeah. the trailer on www.farfromhomemovie.com. Uh, yep. Now, where where else did it premiere? I know it was at the Newport Beach Film Festival. So we've done almost uh, 20 film festivals so far in the last uh, two and a half months. Congratulations. Um, two That's weeks huge. ago. Thank you. Yeah. Two weeks ago, we were in Stockholm for the uh, film festival there. We've done Boulder, Sonoma, Newport Beach, Sarasota, uh, Santa Barbara, a bunch. And the, they're all listed on our website. But um, right now, we have a few different offers on the table for distribution. And we're just um, making a decision this month on who we want to sign with. Fantastic. But the film will be available uh, in the fall of next year. Or we have one other deal we're working on um, where the film wouldn't be available until next April. Okay, well, hopefully soon. But it'll later. be available next year. Oh, good. Oh, good. Well, Phil... Yeah. After the summer. Do you have any advice for people that have thought about doing something like this? You know, a film, some kind of big project, they might be, you know, in this funk and they don't know where to start? Yeah, I mean, for us, you know, just going for it, I think, is what really... And not not giving up, because there's so many roadblocks that are going to come 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 along the journey and for us it was kind of starting small and then making these small marginal steps Mm -hmm. toward this ultimate bigger goal and one of the most important things was you know we started this film with our team was a bunch of 18 19 year old college students really just our friends but we empowered them to to each have their own roles but none of them had never really made a film before besides our director and if you can empower people and get them excited for the right reasons because mm-hmm. they're passionate about right. something that's a lot bigger than themselves, yes. then I think you'll, you'll be successful. And just not being afraid to fail at the same time. Great advice. Great advice. Phil, I want to thank you so much for calling in. And uh, I'm going to throw out the website one more, www.farfromhomemovie.com. Yep. Thank you so Perfect. much. Well, Maybe, Thank you so much for having me. Maybe sometime Brolin would like to call in. I'd love to chat with him. Yes, of course. I will uh, let you know as soon as he's back. Sounds good. All right. Have a great Monday, and thanks again. Thank you very much. Good mm-hmm. luck to you with the film. All right. Thanks. Have a good one. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. That was uh, Phil Hessler calling in, producer of the documentary Far From Home, which debuted at the Newport Beach Film Festival and about 20 other festivals. Incredible. If you missed any part of today's show, we'll be up on my blog, getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. Again, we are continuing our fun drive, and for as little as $35 pledge, you can become a KUCI fan, and we can give you one of our cool T-shirts or a tote bag or even a CD. So I will be out there taking over for Sheldon's show because he's up next with Cure for the Blues. Uh, so if you want to give us a call, I can chat with you, 949-824-5824. We have different um, premiums for different levels of pledges. It is tax deductible, and we would love your support because we are all a team. 
of volunteers making this happen here with all the great programming. Hey, Sheldon. Yeah, and great programming it is, too. Really enjoyed the show today. Oh, thanks. Thanks. I, I love my guests. They're so interesting. They're mm-hmm. so diverse. And you cover a lot of topics. So you're able to cover a lot of topics because of that. Yes, yes. Their diversity. That's what makes us really re- unique here is because if you look at our schedule, you see incredible music shows, very eclectic mix of shows, as well as public affairs programming. I actually started a, as doing a music show, and then I switched um, because I love talking to different guests, different types of people. And uh, we thank you for tuning in today. We appreciate all of our listeners. This is a labor of love for us. We're doing this for free because we enjoy bringing you music and talk radio. And to show your support, we encourage you to call 949-824-5824 and pledge $35 and get a thank you. Look at the premium list, see the many CDs, T-shirts in men's and women's sizes. The KUCI coffee cup is pretty popular. Yeah. Uh, there's a tote bag that I just, like I mentioned a little while ago, I just signed a couple people up. I had two two pledges and got them CDs and coffee nice. cups and tote bags. and. Good. That's great, so, Sheldon. So call 949-824-5824 and show your support today. You know, we have some good news and some bad news, Janine. We do? Yeah. <laughs> Uh-oh. Dun, the dun. good news is we got all the money we need. <laughs> the bad news is you're lying. It's still in their pockets. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> they haven't got it out of their bank accounts yet. But if they could do that, right. we, will, we will make it. Anyway, That's thank you for having me on. All right. All right. So Sheldon, he's up next with Cure for the Blues. And that's a wrap for me. I'm Janine, host of Get the Funk Out. I'll be back next Monday. Have a great Monday. Yeah.